I want you to imagine the feeling of satisfaction when you get home and you're looking at your calendar and you look at your calendar and you've done your work, you've done, you've studied for that big test that you had coming up, you've got to spend time with your friends and family and now this time is just for you. It's to do what you really enjoy doing and this is what you'll be able to do every single day or at least most days when you have good time management skills. And that's what we'll be going over this episode of YSB. We'll be going all into the topic of time management, how to get the most out of your day, and how to get the most done while still getting to enjoy your time every single day. Keep listening to this episode. We'll be going into those topics. Welcome to this episode of Younger, Smarter, Better. I'm your host, Christian Adlita, and today we're going to be diving into the topic of time management. I know last we landed up on a little bit of a cliffhanger with all of the specific how to do this, that, and the other when managing your schedule, looking at your day-to-day planning, and I honestly, I wanted to make sure that this got all the time it needed. So let's dive right in. I wanted to talk about a few different things that I think we've mentioned in the past, but I think are really important when it comes down to going and looking at your day-to-day schedule, your week schedule. And the first thing that I want to mention is the 80-20 rule. Now, I know we've mentioned this in the past, but it's really important that you understand what the 80-20 rule really means. What the 80-20 rule means is basically 20% of your causes create 80% of your effects. So what that really boils down to, so for example, for this podcast, a real true example that I went through and I did the math, I spent 66% of my time And it was like I went through, I looked at how much time I was spending making episodes, how much time I was spending on making podcasts and blogs and videos. And I did the math, and I but then I translated how many views from each of those different platforms. And I was like, okay, here's what we need to do. We need to look and see the cause and effect ratio, right? So I was spending 66% of my time working on creating blogs and creating videos for Younger, Smarter, Better. And that was only generating around 7%. So I was spending 66% of my time on something that only produced 7% returns. And that's what the 80-20 the rule really means. It means looking at what you're doing and seeing what it's actually producing. Because you might be realizing that you might be quote-unquote studying, but you won't actually be like gathering information. Studying doesn't mean like you've got your phone open and then you're like scrolling through this and you're only like half listening to the school video or like working on the worksheet or doing busy work or that sort of thing. When you're actually like spending, you're you're looking for the thing that generates the most output. So if you're going to try and study for something, if you want to say, okay, I want to be prepared for the test, studying for a test does not just mean, okay, can I go through the resources and stuff? It's looking for the best way to do that. There's multiple ways to do that. And this episode isn't about studying. There will be episodes in the future that are definitely about how to study, how to learn and get the most out of that. But this episode, we're talking about the basically how to get the most out of your time, how to make sure that you, when you're looking at your, your day-to-day calendar, when you're going through and planning things for day, you're not really, you're not, there's a lot of easy ways to fall into traps. For example, one of the traps that I used to fall into was that I would plan for things to take much, much shorter time than they actually took. And what that would mean is that I would end up with a calendar that said do 40 things and I only had time to do three. And so then it would just like kind of throw the whole week out of balance because then you're having to do this thing the next day when you really should have had it done already. So it's kind of all of these things put into practice. So the first thing is the 80-20 rule. What are the things 
what it's kind of like how can you get rid of the 80% of things that aren't producing good results how can you get rid of the things that are just nagging at your time and taking away from your day when really you should be using the time on the things that are going to produce actual output for you what i do is for me anyway i have a system that i use for tracking my time called toggle and what i'm able to do is i'll be able to track a certain amount of time in a day when i get home from school and i say is this a billable or is this not billable and basically what it means is can i get paid for it or can i not get paid for it and of course i use these terms not because i'm actually getting paid for these things but i'm looking for Am I spending my time, and I think of it like this, am I spending my time on things that's actually producing something, or am I spending my time on doing something that's just kind of general housekeeping sort of things? Am I, for example, if I'm like working on going through email, that's not really producing anything. That's not really furthering any of my goals or anything. That's just something that kind of has to get done on the side. So it's kind of breaking up those things. It's realizing that not everything you have on your to-do list is actually producing something or actually giving you something back. Sometimes the things on your to-do list are just there because you're like, oh, you know, take out the trash sort of thing or, oh, you know, clean the room. These are the sorts of things that, you know, housekeeping, these sorts of things that you're expected to do on a week-to-week basis. And they're good to do them. Don't get me wrong. But they're not the things that really push forward your goal. It's not like reading a certain amount of pages in a book or doing a certain project for school or studying for a test. These are the sorts of things that actually produce results later down the line. These other sorts of things are the ones that kind of just take up your time and are just kind of weekly responsibilities. So the second thing I want you to do when you're sitting down and you're like, okay, here's what I want to do this week. I'm going to put it on the calendar. This is what I want you to do. Think of things in eight or 60 to 90 minute segments. Your brain functions on a 60 to 90 sec, 90 minute clock. So you'll be able to get the, so it takes, okay, get this. It takes 23 minutes for your brain to fully engage in an activity. Going from, okay, I'm going to start doing this project to being able to fully engage in this project. You're basically getting into the flow of this project. It takes 23 minutes. And what's really interesting about this statistic and the things that I've done about research about this is that if you pull up your phone, if you look at a notification, an email, if someone taps on the soldier and asks you a question, these sorts of things take you out of that and that clock restarts. So if you are constantly being berated by notifications and these sorts of things when you're doing projects, you're actually never you're never going to get into the deep focus mode that allows you to do things more efficiently. You will always be in just a beginner mindset where you're just starting the project and it feels like you're just starting the project forever because you always get distracted with these little sorts of things. So the one of the things you should do is one, if you have the ability Block out your time in 60 to 90 minute segments. This is how long your brain is able to focus and concentrate on a certain project at maximum efficiency. After that time frame, plan for a break. Plan for a little break. Like walk around, listen to music, do something that disengages from that work. Just 5-10 minutes, something like that will really help your brain not only relax, relax, go back into a normal state, but it will allow you to fully engage in the next activity. If you try going past 60-90 minutes working for studying or working on a project, these sorts of things, your brain will start to lose efficiency. You'll start to feel like kind of getting that bored feeling when you're sitting and the lights are turned off and you're focused like you're supposed to listen to this teacher talk about Shakespeare. Like I've had this happen before where your eyes start nodding off and you're like, why am I here? Shouldn't I be doing something else? This isn't really interesting. Your brain will start doing that after 60, 90 minutes of doing something focused. Even if it's something you're fully engaged in. Say you really enjoy this project that you have going, but after 60, 90 minutes, your brain is going to start 
nodding off slowly. That's why you need the 5 to 10 minute break. And that's why you should plan on your calendar in 60 to 90 minute blocks. And the next thing you're going to do is with that 5 to 10 minute break in between those blocks is you're going to add a buffer. And a buffer is kind of like the secret weapon of time management. It is so powerful and so few people utilize it to its full potential. A buffer is basically, think of it like a bumper on bumper cars, right? It's something that protects you from when two things collide in together. So say you have a project, project A and project B over the weekend, right? And say you've got your 60 to 90 minute block, okay, 90 minutes, you're going to work on this project, five minute break. Now what you're going to do is you're going to put a, and you're like, okay, you know what, I finished that project, project A, I finished it in that time. You're going to add a 15 minute window in between those two projects. And what that's going to allow you to do is if that project either takes longer or if you have or if you have something that pops up and you get distracted and you need to come back to it, you have that 15-minute buffer or even 30-minute buffer. 15 to, 20, 15 to 30 minutes is a good amount of buffer time between projects. It allows your brain to fully disengage from one project, to allow it to rest and relax a little bit, and then fully engage into the next project. And it will allow you to do multiple things and look at if you were to go on your calendar and say okay from project a is going immediately right up next to project b well what happens if something either pops up if something takes too long all of a sudden the time you set for project b disappears because project a took longer that's what a good 15 to 30 minute buffer really does for you right after you set your buffers for all these different projects and you start getting them on the calendar you're looking for when you're setting down your weekly calendar you're doing time management from this perspective i would say a week is a good time to do it you say from monday to sunday this is how my calendar looks and what that will allow you to do is it allows it's just enough wide view for you to understand what's going on what things are happening and just enough short view for it to actually put in our time segments for projects and looking at okay projects due on friday here's what i have to do to get it done now when you're looking at that right what i want you to do is there's a few different things you can do that are kind of task oriented how you prioritize tasks that will really help you out with getting things done now i know especially for me <laughs> I really try to get as much done as I can, and one of the ways I do that is I say, okay, here's my to-do list of 27 different things. I'm just going to put it all on the calendar and try to get done. That's not the best way to do it. This is how I've been doing it in the past, and now I see that there's like a lot of different things between reading, between experiments, and actually trying this stuff out. The best way to go about and do this is actually by going through and saying, okay, if I was only have going back to this 2080 principle we talked about at the beginning, what are the things that are actually producing outputs? What are the things that are actually going towards my grade? How do I study and make sure that those times the studying is actually the most important part because the tests are a huge chunk of your grade, right? So how can I plan for that amount of time? And then say, okay, you can handle probably two to three larger 60 to 90 minute tasks in a day after school or what have you or if you want to have something fun planned for like reading a book going out and seeing a movie with friends you know playing games these sorts of things also put them in 60 90 minute buffers or put them in even longer than that when i'm going through and if i ever have a social event or something like that i give it a good okay my friend's like okay yeah you want to come over from this time to this time say four to six right okay great what i'm going to do is i'm going to put a 15 20 minute buffer before and after that event say it's on the weekend, what have you, and I'm going to plan for just a little bit of time, like a an empty cell of time. I'm going to have time on my calendar 
that I schedule that has nothing in it on purpose. This is a special, this is a buffer that I like to call, it's a little bit of a modified buffer. And what it is, it's kind of like a breaking clap break glass in case of emergency thing so if an event goes longer if i decide to stay longer these these sort of time bubbles that you can put throughout your calendar and they're just really they're larger buffers they're 30 minute 45 minute buffers that you can put in your weekend on after friday these sorts of things that you can do that will allow you to in case something goes longer in case you have a project that comes up on a certain day or homework is extra long these sorts of breaking glass break glass in case of emergency scenarios you can just you got a time bubble that's sitting there waiting for you so you're not stressed about oh man i was planning to do all of these things these 27 37 things all tonight and now i've got this extra project man this is so much work no focus just take a deep breath take a deep breath and just look at your calendar and don't don't try to overwhelm it. Don't try to crumb in a thousand things into your calendar. You should be looking for the larger tasks, the two to three hour projects. How can you get those into your calendar? Spending time with your friends, getting to enjoy your time. How can you make time for that stuff? How can you make it so that you can really enjoy your time and get things done? That's kind of the optimal balance. It's not just you know a 50-50 split. We can't do a 50-50 split. It's 50-50 split in terms of value, in terms of quality not quantity of time and that's what you got to really figure out having time bubbles having these other sorts of things set in place so that if something goes longer if something needs more time you have that available to you and you don't have to worry about it it's kind of like having an emergency budget for random expenses that pop up it really it just it saves you the mental stress and thinking about it but on the other side, here's where the interesting thing, if we flip that coin and say, okay, mental stress is actually helpful in certain scenarios. I don't know if you heard this or not, but basically there is a method of thinking, a, uh, what is it called? A principle. Whatever tasks you have will fill the time you give it. So if you say, okay, this project's only going to take, you know, I'm going to give this project's due at the end of the week. So I've got a week to do it. It will take the whole week to do this project because you allow that much time for it, which is why when you procrastinate on a project, this is the this is the same principle and you can use it to your benefit, but this is what procrastination does. Procrastination only works because of this principle. And what's really interesting about it is that, okay, my friend, for example, had a project and this project was a huge one. It was worth 110 points for programming. And we were given to it three weeks before it was due. And I get a message from him. He was like, okay, you know what? I've got 100, like I've got 300 lines of code to write, but I've only got like literally three hours to do it. So he sat down, he worked through it, and it took up exactly how much time he gave it. It took up exactly that amount of time. And guess what? That's what procrastination, procrastination is just an added pressure. It's a deadline but it's real deadlines. And so here's where if you want to use your time most effectively, give yourself some deadlines. Give yourself some real deadlines. So if you say, okay, look it, I've got a test. I'm only going to study for 25 minutes, but I want to get through this deck of flashcards. Ready? Boom. You set that time. There's a deadline. There's pressure. That pressure is actually beneficial. It will help you get through and focus on what you need to work on. Here's another thing I think you might find interesting about time management, another tip that might really help you out. With your buffers, when you have free time, things you might want to like think about, or even during school, one of the things that I do is when I have a project or something that's due, and this thing, I'll be honest, this tip has saved me 
30 minutes, an hour of my time at home, which is a time that I really enjoy and really like try to utilize. But during school, you know, I've got all these little pockets of time between uh, class ending five, 10 minutes early or a teacher like being absent, having a substitute and being able to spend time on other projects and such. There's these pockets of time where you can use to prepare for other projects. And I'll be honest, preparation, planning for other things saves you time. It literally, the time translated from starting a task, starting to think about a task before you actually have to do it, saves you probably 10, 15 minutes. You might not even think about how much time it saves you. Those sorts of things can really be beneficial when you're looking for an extra 30, 45 minutes in your day. So what I do is I actually, for whenever I'm recording an episode or whenever I'm working on a project at home, maybe even a multiple, like, you know, those questionnaires that you get like 30 questions on this topic and you've got to go research the answers. Maybe I'll just start researching the topic beforehand in like five, 10 minutes before class ends. And what I'll go through is I'll look through, get some broad ideas. I'll research maybe one or two questions. Those one or two questions can save you five, 10 minutes later down the line. You might not even think about it. So make sure you utilize the time when you're at work or when you're at school to the best advantage. And one of the other things that I would say is that Saying no to things. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, a lot of the times people like will be like, oh, yeah, sure, I can do this. Sure, I can do that. But the reason we're so busy in today's world, there's two reasons. One of them is because we there's so many opportunities in today's world. Like if you were to look at today's world as compared to 100 years ago, 200 years ago, maybe even like 10, 15, 20 years ago, we were so interconnected in today's world. We have so much technology at our fingertips, information at our fingertips, so many things we can do, be, say, go, enjoy, literally within our, our grasp for hand. And because there's so many opportunities, we have tend to be busy because if we can, if there's something we can say yes to, we're going to say yes to it because that's what we're geared toward. We're saying, yes, of course, I'll take on this, this responsibility, that responsibility, this project, that project. And of course, I'll do this, that I'll go spend time with this person and that person and that person. And then when you look back, you're like, oh, man, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. I've got all these things to do. Well, if you look at it, all of those things were things you said yes to. The, the second reason we're so busy is because we say yes to so many things that we do, we shouldn't be saying yes to. If you think about it, all the opportunities, sure, you may have an opportunity, like 15 opportunities today to go do something, to go be better, this, that, and the other, but that doesn't mean that you need to take them all. Being busy is the product of saying yes to too many opportunities when we really should be saying no to the ones that don't really serve us. There's so many opportunities out there, so many projects, so many side clubs. I know a friend, like my sister at one time has been in like three or four clubs at once. And she was like, oh, man, I don't have time to do all these projects. She would be up late at night working on homework and such. But, like, seriously, there's so many different opportunities in today's world. And I'm not complaining about the amount of opportunities we have available to us. I'm just complaining about how we choose to look at those opportunities because we don't need to say yes to it. We Actually, we should not be saying yes to every opportunity that comes up to your door. Initially, whenever someone asks me to do something, my initial thought is immediately no. Until I can prove, until I can prove that that thing is worth my time, I it's a no. Even like, you know, of course there are sometimes like, hey, Christian, can you like go take out the trash? Of course I can do that. That's five, 10 minutes. But I'm talking about the like the larger like, hey, we need someone to go grab donuts for this yard sale thing. Like, uh, that's that's 15, anything past 15, 20 minutes, it's a serious, you've got to really, like, really sell it to me that it's worth my time. Because after that, you know, 
after the 15, 10 minute, that sort of thing is really where you start to like get into my real time. 15, 20 minutes, I don't think people realize how much 15 to 20 minutes is in the span of your life. People don't value the 15, 20 minutes they watch YouTube or do this, that, and the other because they don't realize what you can do with 15 and 20 minutes. Okay, let's see. 20 minutes, that is one third of an hour. You're like, oh man, I wish I had more time to like read a book, play a game, and that sort of thing. But you just spent a third of an hour doing something like just sitting on your phone or doing nothing. Like there's so many different things, TV shows, all these sorts of things that people do, even though they're not purposely, they're not being intentionful with what they're doing. They're just kind of doing, going through the motions. The way to cure that is by thinking, is this really what I spend my time on? And how do I set intentions for that? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Younger, Smarter, Better podcast. I hope that this episode helped you. I'm serious. I hope that this episode, I was able to serve something up to you, some information that could really help you out. And I would love to see this podcast be able to help hundreds and thousands of people that are really looking for ways to get either more time and get more out of their every day. There's so much out there that I really think that we should be covering, and I'm going to be trying my hardest to get it all to you. And so with that, I would really help to get this podcast out there to other people. If you know a friend that really needs this advice, share it to them, give it to them. And if you don't have anyone that comes up to mind, just leave a review for this podcast. The little things, I mean, you won't believe how much the little things really add up over time. So I'd like to thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for leaving a review and sharing with a friend. And as always, stay hungry for knowledge. (laughs) 